This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Ask Alice. I have a brilliant question that has come in this week and it's something that I'm really passionate in talking about because I think it's great to have a conversation about the pros and cons of this thing. So the question read, do I need to be wearing a fitness tracker? Is it helpful in my fitness journey? And I think that it's really helpful to have an unbiased conversation around why they can be good and why they can be not so good. So first of all, it's so commonplace now to see someone wearing an Apple watch or an aura ring or some kind of fitness tracker. And I think that it's almost become ingrained in us that they are an essential part of a, you know, fitness journey or a kind of badge of honor of someone that clearly takes after their health and well-being. And I think that, you know, I'm someone who wears one myself. So I speak at this from a perspective of, you know, it's something that I personally choose to wear and I'll talk through why I do that. But I think that they've really developed over the last few years and a lot of people find them very helpful in their kind of health and well-being journey, whether that be performance related, whether that be just kind of uh, ingraining themselves with healthy habits uh, or whether that be, you know, something else sleep related, whatever. So I've broken down today's conversation into pros and cons, because I, again, believe it's really important that we talk through all of them so that you can make, 
your own decision on whether you feel a fitness tracker would be right for you. So first of all, let's look at the positives. So when I was writing my list of pros, the first one that I thought really came up for me is that wearing a fitness tracker can be motivating for some people. And obviously I'll caveat that. They can be motivating for some people. If you are someone who has a very desk-based job, you have a good relationship with fitness, and you're just someone who maybe needs a little bit more encouragement to get up and get moving every day, wearing a fitness tracker can be helpful. Things like an Apple Watch. I know that I think Fitbits and Garmin's are very similar in this sense. And and Aura Ring, I know, does this too, is to encourage you to move every hour. And we know that daily movement and not spending prolonged periods of time sat down or sedentary can be really beneficial for our overall health. So if you're someone, like I said, who is fairly sedentary with their job um, or just generally, you know, a slightly less active person, having something that gives you those little nudges to get moving, to get up, to do a, you know, up and down the stairs once or, a, you know, um, lap around the block, whatever it might be they can be very motivating. And I personally really enjoy this aspect of my fitness tracker because for me and the place that I now find myself in, I know that I can spend long periods of time sat down at my laptop. Today is a great example. I came in from the gym. I sat down at sort of 8.30 a.m. It's now midday and I haven't really got up and moved at all. And I had a couple of nudges over that time to get up. And all I did was literally get up, have a little shake about, do a bit of a jog on the spot. And honestly, I feel better for it. So like I said, they can be motivating for people who have a positive relationship with exercise and who you know tend to have a more sedentary lifestyle. The second thing that I think they can be great for is helping with exercise intensity. So some of the more kind of high-end fitness wearables can be really good at showing things like heart rate zones and kind of exertion during a training session. And I think that this can be really helpful because I think that sometimes it can be um, easy to slip into old habits of maybe, you know, if if I find this, if I'm doing a weight session, you know, taking super long rest times and, um, you know, sort of spending a little bit of time on my phone. And I find that fitness trackers can be good at not only just showing you what heart rate zones you're working in. And and by that, I mean, you know, how hard you're exerting yourself during a training session, but also kind of encouraging you to stay on the, on the slightly higher end, so zone two and above during a training session so that we know we're getting the most from our training, obviously depending on what it may be. Um, So I think that you know, wearing a fitness tracker can be helpful in giving you an indication of the intensity of the exercise that you're doing, which can also be helpful in terms of refueling and recovery. So if your watch or your fitness tracker says you've had a really high uh, intensity session, you've exerted yourself a lot, that's going to be an indication that you're going to need to recover well after that session and possibly eat a little bit more as a result and make sure that you're doing all the things that you might do after doing a particularly hard training session. So they can help with exercise intensity and they can help with what you build around your exercise in terms of recovery, sleep, nutrition. So again, another pro there. Another thing that I feel they can be really helpful for, and this kind of goes beyond exercise and this is more of a generalized thing for the general public, is that they can be really good at promoting positive health behaviors. And by that, I mean things like, are you sleeping enough each night? Are you moving throughout the day? Are you, you know, doing some kind of exercise 
three, four, five times a week? Uh, Are you reducing stress, which is a big one? I do feel that particularly the fitness wearables that tend to be more holistic in their approach. I'm going to speak about Aura because it's the one that I've experienced, but I know that Whoop falls into this category as well. Rather than them focusing constantly, and I think this is where some fitness wearables can fall short, is rather than focusing on just the output, a lot of these newer technologies focus on a more holistic approach to to training and to health. So it's about how is my body recovering to the stress that I'm placing upon it? And that doesn't just have to be exercise related. That could be, have I had a bad night's sleep? And is that going to impact how I'm going to feel the next day and, and what I should be doing the next day as a result? Have I had alcohol, in which case my heart rate variability is going to be affected, in which case am I going to change what I'm going to do the next day as a result? Am I having a particularly stressful period of time where I can see my body is being impacted even though I'm not doing anything beyond my, you know, my usual exercise? So I think that why I like these kind of newer technologies is rather than just looking at the the old school version of, you know, you track your workout, it tells you how many calories you've burned and whatever, which is, is so binary and also will come on to why that's so problematic and wildly inaccurate. It's also quite one dimensional in terms of what you can get from it. Whereas I feel, you know, the reason why I personally like wearing an aura is it, it makes me much more intuitive about my health behaviors. You know, it makes me attuned to the fact that if I don't have you know, a good night's sleep for a, for a prolonged period of time, something needs to be looked at. It makes me recognize when I'm having particularly stressful days and what I can do to mitigate that. It makes me realize when I've really exerted myself during training and as a result need to maybe have a little bit of a rest day. And one of the most interesting things that I like about Aura is, you know, I might have a week where I don't really recognize that I've had a high exertion run of days. So, I actually had this last week where I was on a photo shoot for two days. I was running around a lot, doing a lot of busy things and and being a little bit stressed because it was me that was running the shoot. And what I found was my aura was actually like, you need to take a rest day. And I found it really helpful to have something, you know, I was going to get up the next day and just gap and go to the gym as I normally do. But actually having something that sort of recognized that my body was in a state of stress and it was like, you know what, you could actually do with having a bit of a recovery day was really helpful, particularly as someone who does lead a very active lifestyle. So I do think that beyond exercise, a lot of these newer technologies can be really good at promoting positive health behaviors in the categories of things like sleep, stress, general movement. So if you're someone that's looking to kind of expand just outside of just looking at the exercise that they're doing maybe and the food that they're eating and and look at how they can improve their overall health and well-being, I do think that they can be great. And again, caveating that with the fact that it must be if you've got a positive relationship with food and with exercise and all these things, um, because I think that's a really important point and we will come on to that. I guess associated with that and my final pro, although there are others, I didn't really do an exhaustive list. I just sort of came up with the ones I feel were most relevant is that they can also be really great at identifying areas for change. So as much as I think that they can be great at promoting positive health behaviors, they can also be really great at identifying where actually needs change. You might have a a fitness wearable that tells you that everything's perfect and you're doing great. And then you go through a particularly stressful time and you notice, "Hmm, okay, my sleep has been really off. And as a result, I'm feeling quite low, quite foggy headed. Um, 
And that that's identifying that, you know what, I need to really take time to actually prioritize my sleep within my health and well-being right now. And um, that's going to be something that I'm really going to focus on. So I think for a lot of people, they can be good at identifying areas in which they can make small changes that might have a big difference on how they feel. So for me, again, the benefit of of wearing them can be that in, in, in some people, they can be good at identifying areas for change which can, ha- which can have a big impact on how one might feel. How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great, you'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. So moving on to the cons, I think that the first thing that it's really important for us to discuss is the fact that any fitness tracker or fitness wearable can encourage or exacerbate, let's say, restrictive tendencies and restrictive behaviors. And by that, I mean that if you're someone that maybe has a relationship with exercise where you're maybe doing a little bit too much, I do find that you can become fairly obsessed with um, some of the data and be very led by the the data, if that makes sense. So what I mean by that is I use the word intuitive in that first category, because for me personally, and the place that I now find myself in, I like that my fitness wearable allows me to be quite intuitive with how I approach training. However, on the flip side of that, if I wasn't in a good place and believe me, I've been there, it is easy to be led by a, you know, a watch on your wrist or whatever it might be telling you that perhaps you're not doing enough or you could do more at a time when that actually might not be the best messaging for you and you might not be in a great place to receive that. Um, and so I think that it can encourage those obsessive tendencies and to be led by a fitness wearable rather than that intuitive nature of being able to know, you know, regardless of what your data is saying, you know what, I actually need a rest day or I actually need to take a couple of, you know, a couple of days off. And I think a really helpful thing that that helps you judge that is, are you able to go 24 hours minimum without wearing it? Are you able to take it off, whatever it may be, and just allow yourself to have time without it so that you can actually not be led by any kind of wearable telling you whether what you're doing is good, bad, or otherwise? Um, And I think that's a really good indication of whether you have a good relationship with your fitness wearable or not. And 24 hours is a minimum there. You know, it should really be a bit longer than that. Sometimes I'll do a week where I don't wear it and I just allow myself a bit of time off give myself that breather, know that as much as I enjoy the data, it's also not, you know, essential in leading my decisions when it comes to how I approach my health and well-being. So 
I think that it's really important that we kind of caveat this whole conversation with, you know, fitness trackers can be great for the right people, but they can also be problematic and encourage problematic behaviors for others. So just recognize within yourself, are you in control of that relationship or is the fitness wearable controlling you? And that's a really important question to ask yourself because if it's the latter, then that's a that's an indication that it might not be the best thing for you and where you're at right now. Kind of connected to that, and I think my second con is that a lot of these fitness wearables can actually create more stress around the behaviors that they might try and encourage. One of the areas that I think is particularly relevant to this is sleep. I've listened to lots of podcasts and read lots of things about sleep experts who hate sleep trackers because they're like, it just creates so many issues when it comes to sleep. They can be deeply problematic in terms of creating a more heightened sense of stress when someone is trying to uh, optimize their sleep. And particularly if they're not a great sleeper and they're not getting good sleep, wearing a fitness wearable or a sleep tracker can be really problematic in trying to nurture that, that, you know, getting more sleep. So I think that, again, connected to that first point, as much as they can be great for some people, if you're someone who really struggles with their sleep, is it helpful having you know an app that tells you every morning that you slept badly? I mean, you know when you slept badly. I know when I slept badly. I'm pretty sure we all do. So if you're someone who's having that repeatedly, is it helpful or hindering to have something tell you that you are sleeping badly? Associated with this is also, you know, is it helpful or hindering to have something encourage you to move more if you're actually in a position where that's not possible? And there are particular examples where I think this is relevant. If you have young children, if you have a particularly busy job, if you're someone who just can't listen to those nudges or isn't able to find time to listen to them, is it helpful having something tell you that you're not moving enough? So again, like I think that they can create a more heightened sense of stress around health behaviors if you're not in a position to receive those kind of warnings or indications. And I think that that's really important for us to understand. They're not going to be right for everyone. Again, like really dialing into whether you feel that they will that will benefit you or not. Um, and particularly like what you're trying to get from wearing it. So is it that you are interested in recovery? Is it that you're on a fat loss journey and you feel like it might be helpful? Like really dial into what you want your tracker to do and then recognize, is that information going to be helpful for me or not? Because I think that's really important before you kind of dive headfirst into getting one. Another really important point, and this is just quite a brief one, is they're expensive, guys. They are so expensive. I cannot believe the cost of some fitness wearables. And yes, I sit here in a privileged position having one, um, but I, I totally understand that for some people, they're just not affordable and that's fine. And I think it's really important on this point to say they are not essential to you being in a healthy and fit and happy place. They're not. They can be helpful for some people, but they are not essential. So if you are on a, you know, on a tight budget and you don't have the capacity to afford a fitness wearable, please don't feel that you're in any way disadvantaged by that. There is absolutely nothing wrong with not wearing one and just being very intuitive about how you approach your diet, your sleep, and your exercise. And I'm pretty sure that within, within all of us, we have a good idea of how much we should really be doing, how much, you know, we kind of are supposed to be recovering and, you know, if we've had a good sleep or not. 
I think all of us have those answers within us. Yes, okay, sometimes we can have a bit more data on them, but it's not essential. And so again, these things are expensive and it's important to recognize that because it's important to say on that point that they are not essential to a health and well-being journey. Now, my final point and one that is so important to discuss is that fitness wearables are wildly inaccurate. And I say this as someone who wears one, which is why I feel lucky to have this information and to know that my fitness wearable does not dictate to me how I should behave, is that as much as they're getting better, and I would say that, you know, your whoops and your auras are sort of on the on the better end of the spectrum, they are still pretty inaccurate. A recent evaluation of fitness trackers, which was conducted at the Stanford University School of Medicine, examined seven different trackers. Now, the team evaluated the Apple Watch, Basis Peak, the Fitbit Surge, the Microsoft Band, the Mio Alpha 2, and PulseOn, and the Samsung Gear S2. And what it showed was that six of those had an error rate of less than 5% when measuring heart rate, which is good. However, None of these devices measured energy expenditure accurately. None of them. Even the most accurate device was off by an average of 27% and the least accurate, guys, was off by 93%. Which is why I think it's so important that we recognize that your watch telling you that you burned X amount of calories in a workout is not accurate. It's just not. And as much as I think that sometimes it could be mildly helpful at maybe indicating whether you've had a a, a high exertion workout or not, that number should be pretty irrelevant to you. And again, I think this is really important to hammer home. This is why it's important to know within your body whether you've worked hard or not. I know that I said in my pros category, like it can help with exercise intensity. It can help with, uh, you know, being very motivating. But those numbers, most of the time, are going to be pretty inaccurate. Like I said, there are ones out there now that are slightly more accurate, but still, they're not going to be bang on, which can mean that if you're on like a fat loss journey, you know, you could be wildly out in terms of understanding how much energy expenditure you're having each day because you're relying on a watch on your wrist to tell you what what you've done. So I think that's really important. None of the devices measured energy expenditure accurately. The heart rate one, great, positive. You know, it's good to measure heart rate, but then in relation to energy expenditure, average off by 27%, least accurate 93%. On the subject of kind of WHOOP, several studies conducted by them have shown that measurements of heart rate and sleep variability, which is important, are incredibly reliable and can help evaluate performance measurements. So I do think, like I said, there are some that are better on the market, but even WHOOP, which is considered like the current gold standard of trackers, does not have any accurate clinical evidence in the accuracy of energy expenditure. So again, even the gold standard on the market doesn't have yet any accurate clinical evidence of how accurate their energy expenditure markers are. So I just think that this information, I hope, arms you with this idea that there can be positives to be taken from wearing a fitness tracker. As I've discussed today, there are definitely areas in which they can be helpful, but there are also areas where they can be pretty unhelpful. And there are also ways in which they can be fairly inefficient, let's say, 
at helping you get closer to your goals because the numbers that they're telling you are going to be pretty inaccurate um, if that's what you're using them for. So I think use them for the right reasons. And if you're in a positive headspace for them, notice the warning signs. If you feel as though your watch is starting to dictate to you how to behave rather than you to it, and really be mindful of your relationship with them. We know that the accuracy will develop over time and even some degree of accuracy is helpful. So, you know, even if you you are, let's say 27% off, you still have, let's say a rough ballpark of some things. So it can be mildly helpful. But I wouldn't judge your energy intake off the back of any data that's that you receive from your fitness tracker. And I also just be re- really mindful of the fact that <laughs> that number is going to be fairly irrelevant and just not really help you to get closer to your goal. So I hope this has been helpful. This was a real rundown of why they can be good and why they can be not so great. Like I said, I hold my hands up. I'm someone who wears one and who enjoys wearing one and who uses it, I feel, in, in you know, for, for positive reasons and in the right way, if that quote unquote is such a thing. But it is important to be mindful of the cons. And I think that hopefully this has helped you maybe ask yourself the questions as to whether you need to be wearing one rather than me sit here and tell you what I've tried to do is give you all the reasons why you might want to or might not want to depending on your answers to all of these points. So really dig into those, decide if it's helping or hindering you. And at that point, then recognize uh, is a fitness tracker something that you need in your life right now. So I hope that's been helpful. Thank you so much for such a brilliant question. I enjoyed digging into that one, as I'm sure you can probably tell. And if you have any other questions on absolutely anything that you'd like to ask me, you can email the email that you'll find in the show notes or drop me a DM on Instagram. Have a great rest of your day, guys. And I will see you on Wednesday for our next episode of Give Me Strength. Insanity Group.